Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Good evening. Hope all of you are well. We are learning Maseches Chagiga Daf Dalit. We're seven lines down or so at the two dots where it says the Tumtum Vandroganus. And we've been speaking about uh, the Korbanos of the uh, of the Olas Re'iya and the Shalmei Chagiga. Let's learn some of the exclusions to these rules. Our Mishnah had said the Tumtum Vandroganus that they were excluded. How do we know that this is true? Well, the Pasuk says Zechurcha, and let's break up the word Zechurcha into pieces. Tan Rabbanan Zechur, Lahotzi Asanashim, to exclude women. And Zechurcha, with the Chaf Sofis, that's Lahotzi Tumtum Vandroganus, to exclude someone who's a Tumtum. We cannot identify their anatomy. We don't know if they're male or female. Vandroganus, where they have both anatomies, parts of both anatomies. And that's what the Gemara says. And what does Kol Zechurcha mean? Kol is an inclusionary word. What does Kol come to include? The Rabbos Hesaktanim, to include children. And the Gemara is going to parse out each of these halachos because none of them really make sense on their face. Amar Mar, we had learned, Zachor to exclude women. Why do we have to exclude women? I don't need any, any psukim for this. We know a basic din throughout Shas, clearly halacha lemaise, let's analyze. Mitzvah, the mitzvah of Olas Re'iya, of the seeing the Beis HaMikdash is a mitzvah, so you have a pasuk that you're saying is a, a, a gzera doraisa, a drasha doraisa, right? Where we're taking up real estate in drasha to exclude women. We already know that they're exempt. Says the Gemara, not so simple in this case. Itzrich, we really actually do need a specific pasuk to exclude women. Why? Because maybe we would have said that just like by Hakel, the pasuk was explicit that it includes women anashim nashim v'taf, and we have exera shav of reiyah from there to olas reiyah. Therefore, malahal nashim nashim I might have thought that just like by Hakel, a woman is obligated in that mitzvah, then a woman is obligated here as well by by the reiyah. Says. The Gemara Kamash Malan comes this second pasuk to exclude the women from this particular mitzvah of seeing the Beis Hamikdash. Good, third of the way down. Amar Mar, what is the churacha? We had said the extra chaf sofis was lahotzi tumtum vandroganus. Let's try to understand this halacha. This the androgynous, it's rich. I understand if someone is suffering from androgyny, they have both anatomies, male and female. <clears throat> I understand why the Torah had to bring a specific exclusion to this uh, type of person. I might have thought, well, look, he's got both anatomies, and if part of his anatomy is male, so therefore he should be chayev in, uh, in re'iya, says the Gemara. Uh, since he has that sad zachras lechayv kamash malan, and here's important language: the bari bifne atzma. You know, like now we like sign up forms. Are you male, female, or other? This is real. There's another anatomy. There's another uh, gender, and it's called androgyny. It's called androgynous. And halacha: this person is not a man or a woman. He is. It, he she is its own barrier. What? I saw a form the other day. Uh, male or female at birth? What do you what do you check? This person would not have a box to check. Check both. This person, yeah, you can. That would be a great way to solve the problem. Very efficient on the, uh, but it can't be a Dropbox. Then you need like a multi-select feature in the in the form. That's absolutely right. But the Gemara identifies now. This is the third version of gender. Again, we're speaking loosely, but male, female, and androgyny. Beria chadasha. It's a beria bifneatzma. So we understand why the Gemara had to exclude the case of androgynous because we might have thought that since there's a tzad zachris, it's actually included in the mitzvah of, uh, of Re'iyah, and it's not. However, el tumtum but when it comes to a tumtum who all we know is that you're, they're able to urinate, that's all we know, but we don't know really what the anatomy is. So says the Gemara, that's a sveikahu. 
that there is no tzad zachrus in tumtum. There's nothing. We don't have anything. So mi itzrich kra lemute sveka. If the whole anatomy of a tumtum is that we don't know, then I don't need a pasuk to exclude the person that I don't know. I just don't know. So they're excluded by their nature. I don't need anything else. I don't need an exclusionary pasuk. Omar Abaye, this type of person is unique. This type of person has only one thing showing, and that is he does have elements, not full male anatomy, but only the testicles are showing, but there is no aver at all. So therefore the Gemara was confused. Is this a tumtum? Is it not? For this, the Pasuk needed to be excluding this particular person. They have no aver. All they have are beitzim, and that's it. We don't know anything else. So therefore the Pasuk came to exclude that person. But you're right, seemingly you're right, that the actual case of a tumtum does not need a pasuk. If that person was born with no distinct anatomies, only the capacity to urinate, and that's it, but we don't know male, female, we have no idea. So then the Gemara says that person's automatically excluded. Only when we have a uniqueness of the tumtum that the that the beitzim are showing, then we need an exclusionary pasuk. So it doesn't matter if the beitzim are showing it could still be female? No, it doesn't make them female. It just means that the pasuk's excluding them from this, this mitzvah of they're just exempt from going to the base of Mikdash. A person's born in the hospital and they have either an undistinct, indistinct, that we don't know what they are, there's nothing, or there's no aver directly, but there are beitzim, so then that person is exempt from the Pasuk. Those people have no mitzvah riya. None. They're their own genders, as they were, as it were. A tumtum. Like, they, they haven't quite reached the threshold checking off the box. Yeah. Even though beitzim are very distinct in gender, right. but uh, yeah, yeah. Became, but but we don't consider a male a male unless he has both clarity of uh, of anatomy. I told you this, myself, my colleague. I told this to you. He had a, a crazy, a crazy mindset. But that wasn't this. That wasn't really tumtum. It was the baby was so fat they couldn't see the aver. That happens. It's a clinical case. It's called oh. buried or concealed penis. It's a real thing. Babies are born. You they you can't see a very difficult bris, by the way. Just FYI, very difficult. Uh, so those sometimes I refer them to like Lurie's because they require a lot more work. But, uh, Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Says the Gemara halfway down. Omar Mar, let's continue analyzing the brisa with which we started. Omar Mar, already bells should be going off. What is going on? You guys are Tzadikim Gemur. Every last one of this is unbelievable. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. How is it that we have a Pasuk in Chumash that's Mechaev a cotton in anything? A cotton is a cotton. He's not a Bar Chiyuva. We already excluded him. Omar Abay Lokasha. No, don't worry. So what? It's all the Rabbanan. They're all children. Even if they're it's all children. What did I just made a bracha? Baruch He's a kid. He's a kid. It says the Gemara. What is the old drasha? First, we have Cherishot of a katan. And then on top of that, we have a Kol Zechurachal, a Rabbo says Saktanim. No, they're children. Says the Gemara in Achanami. You're absolutely right. There is no Din de Oraisa of Yere'e Kol Zechurachal by a katan, Ukras Machta Be'alma. So that we have the same Pasuk. The Brisa presents multiple drushas. All the drushas are Doraisa except for this one. The one about the katan is specifically Dorabanan, and the Psukim are just an Asmachta Ba'alma. They are just a reference, and they're not actually Doraisa. Oh, good. Well, if that's true, then it frees up a Pasuk. Well, we had said 
in regards to a child, that the word kol in the Pasuk, mm-hmm. that kol was to include a child. But if it's not deoraisa, then we still have the room to include another case. What's that new case we're including? So it says the Gemara, three lines before the wide lines, it's to match up and align with the shita of acherim. Let's see what their shita is. Tanya, acherim omrim, These people, their jobs, they, they smell terrible. Mekameitz is a person who actually... Not a, not a wonderful job. Their job is to collect animal droppings, dog droppings. It was used in the tanning process. If you've ever been into a tannery, they don't smell very good. Probably not because of this. But back in the day, that is one of the things that they use. People who are dealing with metals, and leather tanners, they're exempt because it says coal. What is our question right now? Coal is a reboot. What did we say about a katan? We had said about a katan that he was included because of the word kol. And now the b'risa reverses the mode of the word kol and says, no, it's not inclusionary anymore. Kol is to exclude. Oh, fascinating. The Gemara does not deal with this. I'm just saying it. The Gemara doesn't deal with it. But that is how this b'risa of acherim uses the word kol. Kol is now exit. What does it say? Kol zechurcha? Here's how the, the spin a little bit, a little bit the Gemara answers. First long line. It's the word itself. It's like a funny little twist. It's, that's what it says. Is that really the word kol says anyone who can go with those who should. These people can't, they smell so bad, no one can be around them. So, so they're exempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, that's also a good question. Take a shower, get some Febreze. Yeah, they, they, I, we don't know what the chiv is on their side. That's true. The Gemara doesn't deal with it at all. I'm sure the Rishonim asked your question. All day, every day. These were owners that couldn't be gotten away. I mean, they would go. There's no solution. Maybe, maybe. I don't know when you, they say you sit in, you know, in tomato, whatever, when you get uh, sprayed by a skunk, you know, they never get clean. Their hands are always black. No, he's just giving whatever. But if you, right, like you're saying, like someone's clothes, you have a smoker, (laughs) shower, take them to the cleaners. You're going to smell like smoke. You can't, you can't get it out of the clothes, you know? Okay, fine. So the answer to your question is, I don't know, but if I had to ponder, ponder a guess, I'd say that there is a threshold in halacha that, after, let's say, some degree of effort would probably need to be put in in order to make sure that you are, you don't smell bad enough. Let's dig into the next part of the Mishnah. We had said, that they're exempt. Okay, we said we know why we have to include women into the Mishnah to exclude them from this mitzvah because we were afraid about uh, we were afraid of uh, the possible misunderstanding of Hakel, because by Hakel women were included, and we had Shava between Hakel and Yerechel Zuchurcha. We were afraid about that, so we had the Pasuk to exclude them, and our Mishnah to mention that Pasuk. Ela avadim Tell me about Avadim, says the Gemara. Why are they excluded? Amar Rav Amar Because the Pasuk says, El Pnei Ha'adon Hashem. So when it says that the people who have to come before the Master Hashem, Misha Einlo Ela Adon Echad, the only people who are Chayv and Yerechel Zuchurcha are people who who only have one master, capital M. However, this guy also has a lowercase m. He has a human being master. Says the Gemara, wait a second. I need a Pasuk for that? We know famously that the halachos of an Eved is that they are the same as a woman. 
And if that brysa makes the equation that uh, an Evid is equal to a woman, and we know the halachos of a woman as we've clearly stipulated above multiple times over from Hakel, so then why is it that we would assume that an Evid is chayv in the first place? Why bother putting him in the Mishnah? He has the same din as an Isha. Leave it out. So says the Gemara, eight lines from the bottom, seven lines from the bottom, Ravina. Amr Ravina, no. Lo nitzrecha ela lemisha chetzu evid b'chetzu ben chorim. We discussed this a few days ago, that really we're not talking about a full-fledged evid because correct, the equation is that A equals B. And if, uh, an Isha is equal to an Evid. And if an Isha has the din that she's surah from the then for sure an Evid has one. We must be talking about a case where the Evid is half owned by one, half owned by the other, and therefore half free and half Evid. And Dekanami, this is actually mashma in the Brisa. How so? Diktani, what does it say? Nashim, it's actually in our Mishnah, not in a, in a Brisa. Diktani, Nashim ve'avadim she'enim mishukhrarin. And here the Gemara is picking up on the language of avadim she'enim mishukhrarin. What does the Gemara say? Mishukhrarin. What does it mean, enim mishukhrarin? What does that mean? What kind of Evid are we describing? If we're talking about a regular Evid who's not free at all, listen to avadim stama. Then the Mishnah shouldn't have said, avadim she'enim mishukhrarin. Just say avadim like a regular Evid. Obviously, we're not talking about a regular Evid. What are we talking about? El Alab, it must be Shana Meshukhar and Lagam, right? They're only partially. What's that? Umayninu, it must be Mishachetsu Evid, Bechetsu Ben Chor, and Shmami. Now, the reason why we had to include the case of Avadim in our Mishnah, you're right, a full fledged Evid is absolutely similar to a Mishnah, and it would have then been extraneous to just say Avadim Stam. But to include a case of half, a half Evid who's half free, that, that is definitely an unknown case, and therefore our Mishnah states it to exclude them from the mitzvah. What about ve'achiger ve'asuma ve'achola ve'azakim? You've learned some of these halachos in previous blot. Ve'achiger, someone who's injured. Ve'asuma, someone who's blind. Ve'achola, someone who's ill. Ve'azakim. All of these are included in our Mishnah. Tani Rabbanam. What are some of the drushes? We've learned some of this already. A regalim prat kabin. We said the people who don't have a leg, they're wearing prosthetics. So that person is exempt, even though they could walk perfectly. Yeah, in the Paralympics, you have people who are double prosthetics. They're double amputees, and they're running faster than any of us could run on our healthy legs by a good 10 miles an hour, for sure. And they can be healthier than we are. Great. Lemaisa their putter. It's a it's an inherent tour. You need raglaim. You need legs. That's the Gemara says. Davar Acher. Another drasha is raglaim. So except for someone who's injured and ill, someone who's blind, and someone who's old. Yet this brisa adds in l'sheinu yachalalos beragla. What are you including? We, we already discussed the cases of that people, the people who can't walk. So it says the Gemara, what, what are you adding with that? So says the Gemara, that sounds extraneous. What are you adding? You're talking about someone who's a mefunak. He's, uh, he's very sensitive. Sensitive to what? Rashi says, they, they, they can't walk barefoot. You know, it's like the people, like you go, like you go into the mikvah on Arab Shabbos and like most people don't wear, don't wear sandals. There's, there's that one guy, he like steps from the towel into his flip-flop. That guy, that's this guy. He's a mafunak. He's a mafunak. And what he doesn't want to do is he doesn't want to walk barefoot. The problem is, says, the, says Rashi, you're not allowed to go into the base of Mikdash with your shoes on. Kohanim for sure by the ground, even though they were never cold, all the nisim, all the blood, whatever, it was fine. So this guy's a mafunak. So he's exempt also. That's what the Gemara meant to say. <coughs> when it had the extra language of Shem Yochalalos Baragla, it was to uh, continue, to add into the exclusions. This case of the guy, I have to wear shoes, I have to wear shoes, I have to wear shoes. Otherwise, it's not right. Otherwise, it, well, that, that guy can't go in. I'm not willing. What a crazy exclusion. No. Make the guy take off his shoes, says the Gemara. There's a mafunak, and he's putter from the mitzvah.
Is that crazy? I don't know. It sounds crazy. I'm a mafunak. I can't wear, uh, I have sensory issues. I can't wear tefillin. How far does this go? It's a very strange thing. Okay. Says the Gemara. How, what? Yep. Says the Gemara. You got to let me skip it before you correct me. <laughs> I know you're my correction guy and I'm glad you're here, but let me mess up first. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was good. I was doing good so far. So I, just wait for me. So I do one a day usually. So I should at least skip the hard parts if I'm going to skip them. This one is already a Pasuk. How do we know that there's such an idea of being barefoot in the base of Mikdash? Because the Pasuk says, When you come to see me, You're not going to trample barefoot. You're not going to not trample barefoot. You have to be touching the ground with your bare feet. And now we're going to learn a din of an RL and a Tame. So what about these people? They're terminary. You have an RL. And there's a Machakir in the Rishonim. Do we say an RL is a person who is negligent? A person who opted specifically i'm not going to get a bris or they had a bad bris and like this happens sometimes where i i inform a parent a father of a baby that his bris wasn't kosher just comes up in conversation and then they have to then decide i made it worse for them it might be mutav shushogi in mazidin once i raise the topic with them you really need a poke you really need a hatafas down bris and they're like no, no no i'm okay did i make it worse are now are they more of a mazid now than they were a shogig without me telling them I don't know the answer to that. And I don't bring it up in order to stir the pot. But if it does come up and I, I feel like there's a Pesach to share, great. I've done father-son bris the same day where I do the baby. And well, really the father should come first because uh, his chiyuf started earlier. So I did this at a bris in Iowa. I found, the father found out when I got there that his bris wasn't kosher, hopped into the bathroom, poke, went outside, did his son's bris. It's unbelievable. No, he's a yid. He's a yid. It's not Geras. He's a yid. Just he didn't have a bris. He wasn't mouth. He had a bris on day two. You don't make a bracha? No. No brachas on a tough So machlokas and the Rishonim, and that, that generates a suffix brachos of the chiyu in the first place of a tough stambris. So the Gemara says by an RL uh, that he and a tame, I understand a tame. Of course, he's going to be putter from going to the base of Mikdash. If you're able to be there, then you have to bring a korban. If you can't show up, he's tame, he can't show up, he's not allowed to walk into the building. Okay, so of course, he's going to be exempt. Sometimes that happens. We learned about this in Psachim. Your tame, what are you supposed to do? Pesach Sheni. You can't just show up whenever you want. If you're tame, you're tame. An RL. An RL is not tame. Okay, so says the Gemara, Hamani, this is the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. He has a din that an RL has a halachic status similar to that of a Tameh Tanya. Rabbi Akiva Omer Ish Ish Rabos Okay, that's very interesting in Lamdus. Like, how do we take an RL who's not Tameh? He's Tahor, but he can't walk into the base of Mikdash? Is that a din in the chisarn of the mitzvah? There are plenty of mitzvahs he might not have fulfilled. Let's say he didn't put on tefillin in his life because he... To mitzvah says shel Torah, so that's what requires a little bit. I mean, it's a gzeir shava, but I'm just saying it's or it's a drasha. What's the circumcision of a heart in, in the circumcision of a, in the Torah? Right. Well, that, well, I mean, I I think the Torah is kind of uh, expounding from the idea of arelus, is that when a person has a physical need of something to be removed, there's also spiritual things that need to be removed as well. But that's not a din d'oraisa mitzvah says shel Torah. It's a good idea to you know to be uh, arelave to remove the orla of the lave for sure.
Another brisa on a similar topic, ten lines down. Same exact drasha, just in another brisa. That a person who's not allowed to walk into the base of mikdash cannot bring a korban. That should be obvious that a tummy is exempt. This brisa continues. Person who's blind in one eye is not allowed. It's not not allowed. He's putter from the mitzvah. We learn it that way. The way that you should be seen is the way that you should be able to see. Just like when uh, you're going to see, you should see with two eyes. You should be seen with two eyes, and therefore, Shem's going to see you. You need to have two eyes. Two dots. From here until the end of the day today, we're going to be learning uh, the following theme. We're going to be learning about Psukim that made Amorayim cry. That's it. From here till the end. And we'll see, of course, some overlapping with today. Says the Gemara, the two dots, a little bit more than a third of the way down. Rav Huna, Kimati lahai kra, yire, yiro'e, bachi. When he, this Pasuk that we just quoted, the one that reminded us about a Suma, that he is a putter from the mitzvah of Re'iyah, why did he cry? Omar, evet shirabo mitzape lo lir'oso, yisrachek mimenu. Because there's a case scenario where we are going to see our, uh, our, our rabbo, we're going to see a Kodesh Baruch, when Hashem distances himself from us, dechsiv, and now we read the Pasuk in a rhetorical tone, kisavo lir'os, uh, lir'os panai, mi vikesh zos, mi yerchem ramoschat, who said you can trample my courtyard? A sign of Hashem not wanting us there. Next, Rafuna Kimatu the High Crow. When he saw this Pasuk Bachi, he would cry. What does the Pasuk say? And it says that you should um, you should slaughter Shlamim and eat them there. You're supposed to eat at the person's house. In this case, you're supposed to eat at Hashem's house, and you've been rejected from the house. Hashem says, I don't want all, of course, we know this is obviously a reference to bad times, not good times. First long line, I don't want all of your korbanos. And therefore he cried when he saw this pasuk. Next, Rabbi Elazar, when he saw this pasuk, he would cry, the story from Yosef. The dramatic presentation of Yosef to his brothers when they when he basically couldn't hold back his emotions anymore. And he said, and then everything clicked for the brothers. And says the Gemara, just like the Musr, when everything really gets clear to you that you've done something very wrong, kach, that's how that's the pain that someone's going to feel. All the more so, how much we should feel this trepidation, this despair almost in the Tochach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he'd cry. Rabbi Elazar again, same Rabbi Elazar. Kimati lahai krabachi cry about another pasuk as well. The pasuk says, "Vayomer Shmuel el Shaul, lama hir gastani lahaalososi." This is a well-known story where Shaul didn't know what to do in regards to a war, and he found some type of sorcerer who uh, practiced necromancy, bringing up the dead, and uh, he summoned Shmuel from the dead. So Shmuel said, "Lama hir gastani lahaalososi." Why are you bothering me? I'm resting. And we know that Shmuel, we'll see how we know that Shmuel Atzadik was worried about maybe he was being called back to Din and Shamayim. All the more so us. If Shmuel was nervous about Din, we should be concerned. So it says the Gemara, what was the story? Shmuel, my high, what was Shmuel's concern about Din? So the Gemara tells us a beautiful diuk in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, The woman who was bringing uh, Shmuel back, bringing his spirit back again, everyone above our pay grade, uh, when she was bringing him back, it says, Elohim ra'isi olim. Elohim in this case doesn't mean God. It also doesn't mean what it otherwise normally means, which is bezdin, right? And here it means great people. But the Pasuk also has a plural word, ra'isi olim. Who did she try to summon? Shmuel. Who ended up coming back? Olim, plural. So it's olim tre mashma, chad Shmuel. 
That's number one. Who is the person that Shmuel summoned along with him? So Ve'idach, the other one, he went over and he's like, listen, Moshe, I need you. Please come with me. Omar Lay, he said to Moshe, I, um, I'm afraid that maybe there's some halachic issue that I didn't keep properly. I need you to come with me to highlight the fact that the halachos that were written in the Torah, they were all kept perfectly. And that's the end of that story. And what we saw from there, again, that Musr is if Shmuel was nervous about, uh, about standing in front of a Kodesh Baruch Bedin, I think with the Arida Sadoros, we have a, we have what to be concerned about. We're not all tzaddikim. We would like to be, but we're not. Three fourths of the way down, halfway through the wide lines. Rabbi Ami kimata lahaykra bachi. When he got to this pasuk, he would cry. Even with uh, with our mouths in the dirt, we're so humble. Maybe there is going to be hope. Omar kule hai you're going to do all of this, and it's still only a ve'ulai. That's what the Pasuk said, ulai tikva. Only maybe will there be hope. So the Gemara says, all of this, and I'm not even certain of the result, it's still ulai. Very, very difficult. Ravami, similarly, kimati lahai krabachi, he cried about this as well. Bikshu tzedek, bikshu anava. If you're going to seek out tzedek, righteousness, and seek out humility, ulai tistru b'yom afashem. <laughs> Maybe all will be well. We can uh, reduce the anger of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And the same thing. Amar ulai. Here too, the pasuk says ulai. Only maybe can we can we quiet the anger of Hashem. And it's uh, so it's a lot of investment. You're going to become a big tzaddik. You're going to try and work on your humility. And it's only a maybe. Next eight lines from the bottom. Rabasi kimati lahai bachi. He would cry. Sinu tov. You're supposed to hate evil. You're supposed to love good. mishpat. And you're supposed to present yourself in the gate of justice. Hashem. And only maybe Hashem will be gracious to us that locate sevakos. And again, the same exact rhetorical question. This, but it's not even necessarily enough. I've done everything right. You asked me to hate this group, and I did it. You asked me to love that group, and I did. But still, we don't know if it's sufficient. Last one for the day, but it will actually take us until about 10 lines down on Daf Hayam Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yosef, Kimati lahai krabachi. When Rabbi Yosef got to this Pasuk, he would cry. The Pasuk, Pasuk says, mishpat. There are those who could be gathered up, those who can die without proper judgment, meaning that they may die even though they didn't deserve it. Omar, mi ika de azil belozmane. Is there such a scenario? where a person can die before their time, says the Gemara in. Yes, in fact, there is, unfortunately, a scenario like that. Kihad Rabbi Barabai, just like the story of Rabbi Barabaye, have a shchiach kabe malachamavis. He and the malachamavis they used to shmooze. You know, it's like the guys in Shul. So he and the malachamavis used to be friends. Omar lay the shluche, and the malachamavis had said to his messenger, Zil, listen carefully, everyone. This is an awesome Gemara, and you're going to remember it. I see Lee Miriam Magdala. Fascinating. Go get me Mir- Miriam Magdalene or Mary Magdalene, as she's referred to in the common parlance. Take a look at Tosfos. Wow. Bottom Tosfos. She lived during the times of Abai Shani Haisa. Taisa Imo Shell Ploni. Not all the Gemaras were censored, apparently, because this one, at least the Tosos are super clear. Yeshu had a mom. <laughs> I know that's not surprising for us, but it might be surprising for some other people. In some circles, this would not go over very well. Uh, these are some of the conversations I shared this many years ago. A year ago, came out this week, I think a year ago, this guy tried to sell me on uh, Judaism, on Christianity, the Judeo-Christian values. And he told me 
Mary, she, she never had intercourse before. She was a basula. I said, Mehechates, you give me a pasuk. He literally quoted chapter and verse. I said, and I pulled it up on my phone. I'm like, the word that you're quoting to be a virgin is not what the word means. You don't speak Hebrew. The word was not basula, which is what we know to be. And with the word basula is in Tanakh or lo yada'o. We have our language. We have something. The word was alma. Look throughout all, King James, whatever. Look throughout all of Shas, everywhere. The word alma just means a young girl. Tashma Shemit or not, it just means she's a young girl. It's an age bracket. But... It is a word in the Torah. Of course, of course. Yeah, we have it in multiple. I'm just saying that we have our language for it, and it's not Alma. And Alma means a young woman. So he's like, well, I he's like, well, I believe in my translation. I'm like, yeah, but you don't speak Hebrew, so you got to look at it in the original text. You can't tell me that you know what you're talking about until you know the original text. Until then, uh, lack of academic integrity. Thank you for your concern. Anyways, the Malachamavis says, please go get me Mary Magdalene. Say our Nisiya. She's the one who does the hair. That's what Rashi says here that she, uh, I think it's Rashi here. Yeah, Rashi says five lines from the bottom, six lines. No, I see the Mary. Oh, come on, David. No, 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 that's the next line. That's the next line. I didn't skip. David? Zil Aisili Mir Magdala Ser Nisia. It's the next line. You have the opposite. I'm on line four from the bottom. Line four from the bottom says, Zil Aisili Mir Magdala Ser Nisia. So Rashi says five, six. Rashi says five, six times in the bottom. Harog es Miriam, kill her. Hamikalas Ser Nashim. She was the, she worked at Hairbase, you know, circa 1992. So says the Gemara, unfortunately, the messenger of the Malachamab has brought the wrong Mary. Says the Gemara, Azal Aisila Miriam Magdala Dardiki. There was another that the addresses got mixed up, and he picked up the, the school teacher, the Dardiki, the one who was taking care of the kids. She had a gun in her basement. Omar Lay, and he says, Anna, I, I asked you to get somebody else. Anna Miriam Magdala Sernesia Amrilach. You got the wrong person, wrong street, wrong number. You go get the other person. Fine, I already took her life, but I'll go give it back. Uh, CPR. We're going to make sure she gets her life back. Everything's going to be fine. Omar Lay, no. Says the Malachim of us, Hoel the Isisa, Lehave the Minyana. She can count for the for what for, for my needs for now. But that's not fair because she didn't deserve to die. The person who deserved to die was Miriam Magdala, the one who was the who were who did the hair, not the one who was a childhood teacher. How is that allowed? How is it possible that someone who's undeserving to have a shortened life can have a shortened life? So says the Gemara. So because there was something going on with this particular woman, with the Dardiki one, Mary Magdalene, the childhood teacher, not the Mary Magdalene, who was the one who, you know, Yeshu's mother, the other one. So says the Gemara, what was going on in her life and the teacher? Havas Nikita Mis Arabiada. She was holding something flammable in her hand or something, maybe it wasn't flammable, but like a tool to clean out an oven. Havas Kashagra, and it was lit. Umachria Tanura. And she was cleaning out the bottom. Rashi says, Mechabedes Esatanur. I just want to be clear. I don't understand everything I'm about to read. I understand the words, but I don't, I, okay, whatever. Let's just continue. Shkalte, and she had, had taken some things out, a piece of coal, and it fell on her foot, and kadcha, and she burned her foot. Isra mazla, and then her mazel changed, or therefore her mazel changed, and then va'isisa. So what does that mean? It, it means that a person's mazel doesn't stay consistent. And seemingly, once you're in a situation of bad mazel, so then then you can snowball and things can become a little bit more complicated. So that's what uh, Rashi has the same idea as well, that Vihura Mazla, that when she burned herself, that her feet, that his, her, her mazal got worse. Omar Rabibi Barabai, is You have permission to do that? Who made you in charge? You don't get to kill people just once and you have to have Rishus from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Omar 
Uh, hey, wait one second. Malach HaMavah says back to Rabbi Barabaye on a Talmud Chacham. He quotes the Pasuk we started with a couple lines ago. The Yesh Mishpat, the Pasuk says, are there not in fact people who die that are outside of the realm of judgment? Really, they don't deserve to die. Omar Leib, but wait a second. Rabbi Barabaye says back to him, Dor Dorba. Generations go, come and generations go. But the implication of this is that every generation has a fixed number of people and or years and combination. You can't just take people. Everything is a Cheshben Rab and you're not the one holding the Cheshben. Omar, he says, Darin aluhu, I'm going to hold on to this neshama, or uh, Darin aluhu, and I hold on to these neshamas that I take early, until the generation ends. And then, and then I give them over to Duma. Duma is uh, one of the angels of death, again, uh, beyond the pay grade. So Amr Leir, Bibi Barabai says back, yeah, it's nice that you waited, but still you took someone's years away from them. Omar Leir, sof, sof, shoneha, my avadid, what did you do with them? So it says the Gemara, if there is a Talmud Chacham, who overlooks his words, what does that mean? Rashi, line four, if you are looking for his to earn extra years, we should be try and not get upset when things happen to us, because if we were to do that, the Gemara concludes, he'll add the years to him, and that will be considered a swap for the years, for she, in this case, she, Mary, uh, Miriam Magdala Dardiki, the, the classroom teacher who died early, those years were then given to a Talmud Chacham, someone who's focused on learning, who was able to be Mavir al Midosa. She would get benefit from the schools of learning. <laughs> <laughs> I it implies, I mean, that's not, yeah, but that there will be a switch. No, he's saying the English of Chidufei. They switch. So he lives, and she the gets prematurely more. deceased will share in the merit and reward the scholar earns during those additional years. Yeah. So they really yeah. belong to him. That's right. All right. We'll stop right here, Abosai. Have a beautiful night. Number 10. Continue. So